This is Fantasy Reboot Podcast, me and my friends attempting to recast some of the world's favourite films. Here's how it works, we're going to choose various characters, all suggest actors to play the parts, we'll discuss, argue, possibly murder each other until a decision is made. We'll also be asking the question every Hollywood director must currently entertain, could Dwayne The Rock Johnson be leading man? At the end of each recording we'll open it up to you via our Twitter account, at Fantasy Reboot. We'd appreciate a follow, subsequent votes, as and when, and you can send us as many messages as you can be bothered to send. You can email us, fantasyreboot at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe this podcast if you haven't already. Share it with your friends. Spread the love. All right, let's do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to week three of Fantasy Reboot Podcast with me, Simon, with Laura. Hello. With Leo. Hello. And with Roger. Hello. Uh, we're all in. Uh, <laughs> before we get going on today's film, we're going to go back over Titanic, which feels like we recorded it actually longer ago than the boat actually sank. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember recording it. So, Laura, you're going to run us through the online votes. We did our in-room voting, in-room arguing, discussing... I put them out there on Twitter with pictures of the actors and a vote and didn't say which one of us had chosen which character, right? But, but quote, you chose the pictures. Mm. Right. I want to be clear on this. <laughs> the one person in this room who doesn't cheat is me. <laughs> I've got stronger morals than anybody else in this room. <laughs> okay. okay. To take it back. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. With great power comes great responsibility. I know, but somebody else can do it. I hope that sits well on your have shoulders. A, have any of the other three of you got 30,000? Fol- no, you haven't. Oh. So maybe, I should, <laughs> maybe we should stick to me doing it. So <laughs> so it's Titanic. Mm-hmm. We ran through the votes. You've got all the stats. Hit us with the stats, Laura. Okay, so we'll start with the unsinkable Molly Brown, who was originally played by Kathy Bates. Now we chose Gina Davis. Whose choice was that? You. It was mine, yeah. Yep. Good choice, Gina Davis. However, the public didn't agree and she came last in the public vote. Oh! <laughs> and the public chose Leo's suggestion of Melissa McCarthy yep. with 39%. She is clearly the best for it. There's yes. something quite ironic yeah, in that, that Leo actually has nothing good to say about Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Begrudgingly chose Melissa McCarthy. But wins the first, first public vote ever. Go on. <laughs> well done, Leo. Uh, next we have Rose's nightmare bully boyfriend, Cal Hockley. Yeah, Billy Zane in the original. Yep. Now we chose the great Robert Pattinson, who was suggested by Leo. Right. The public disagreed. The public went with your choice, Simon, with Henry Cavill who got 41%. So he got almost double, Roger. I'm looking at you uh, here because you really that, slated Henry Cavill. Well, it's ironic that he'd be on the Titanic because I do think he's a wet lettuce. Can't <laughs> say it, though. Don't be upset in the public. The there public's are, wrong. There are bread and butter. The public's wrong. I thought I was right with Henry Cavill and nah, I didn't prove right by the what, masses. He's got nout. <laughs> yeah, I think they're wrong there. I'm so chuffed. The guy that puts pictures on. Anyway, um, for, the, <laughs> <laughs> for the part of Old Rose. Yeah. We had a double suggestion here in, can we call it a little studio? Yeah. Uh, for Dame Maggie Smith from Leo and Roger. Great suggestion. Yeah. Uh, three great suggestions. I want to care who got this one, but Maggie Smith in studio, who did the public go for? Well, the public agreed with you, Leo and Roger. See, the public are always right. Yeah. You yeah, actually got funny, a whopping 50% there. <laughs> Enjoy that. Yep. Go on then. Okay, moving on. Rose played by Kate Winslet. Good. Three-way vote in here for Saoirse Ronan. From 
Leo, Roger, and myself. And I went for Florence Pugh. Yes, you did, yeah. The public agreed with you, Simon. The public are always wrong. Oh, that's so good. What Don't. was the uh, vote? It was 49% for Saoirse Ronan and 51% for Florence Pugh. So Sounds, uh, I mean, that's like a, it's a, Brexit a, a well-known vote. Yeah. Brexit went ahead. So yeah. <laughs> and finally, Jack, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, of course. Yep. We had a double in here from... You, Simon, and me with a curveball of Harry Styles. It made me really happy, this one, because I thought, oh, no one's going to say this and I'm going to get slammed <laughs> in here. If they've slammed Cavill, they're going to slam Styles. And you didn't. You were all nice about him. Styles has got way more than Cavill. Yeah, mm. yeah. And the public agreed with 54% Harry for Harry Styles. Big yep. vote. Anything over 50 is a big one, isn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Well, actually, uh, Leo won the public votes there. Did he? Overall, yeah. How many did he get? He got three and the rest of us got two. I think I won overall that day as well, didn't I? On the day, I think you did. Yeah. But the moral victory is for Henry Cavill. I think I think what comes through on that. Why is that a moral victory? Because you picked a nice picture. Because you slammed him. He's a wet lad. <laughs> he's not. He's useless. He's got a look. Do you know what? I reckon he's mediocre enough for me to be able to contact him and get him on this podcast. Get him on. Get telling it to his face. <laughs> well, that's what you thought on Twitter. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Reboot. You can email us your voice notes at fantasyreboot at gmail.com. And that's what a few of you did. Here are your calls regarding Titanic. You have five new messages. Molly Brown, or otherwise known as the unsinkable Molly Brown. I'm going to go with Rosie O'Donnell for the role of Cal Hockley, the bad boy of the ship. I'm going to go with Luke Evans, who I thought played a, a, a good role as a baddie as Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Young Rose, I've opted for Sophie Turner. And then we come to Jack, and I've opted for Timothy Chalamet. I think he's tipped to be a future Hollywood star. And I think his boy's good looks certainly resemble that of a young Leo. And that last reference is for Leo DiCaprio, not Leo Smetty. <laughs> <laughs> so for the role of Old Rose, I would probably choose Maggie Smith. I think Emma Watson would be the perfect role for young Rose. For the part of Jack, I'd quite like uh, Frank Delane, who uh, played Tom Riddle in Harry Potter. He's all over uh, Fear of the Walking Dead at this moment in time. Titanic is such an iconic film, so I thought I would take the Henson approach. For Molly Brown, I would cast Miss Piggy. For Cal, it has to be Beaker. For Rose, I would go with Skeeter, who is actually Scooter's younger sister. And for Jack... Well, there can only be one animal. End of messages. So, what a broad selection that of suggestions. Wow. Awesome. That's great, isn't it? I really love the idea of the Muppets. Kermit's my Jack. Oh, yeah, she oh, got that wrong. Be, exactly. Yeah. I think it should be. I don't Ms. think Pig- he is. Kermit's like The Rock. Miss Piggy and Kermit have got He's not. A- Kermit could play any role. Kermit's like Chalamet. <laughs> He's not got it in him to play that oh. main man. I never thought he had. He's the leading man. And Piggy Molly Brown, I think, is a great. I wouldn't have put her as Rose. No, 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 no. Oh well, I would have. I would have had Miss Piggy and Kermit up front. I think we may have found a bonus question to add on to the end of the podcast because yeah, I think the yeah, Muppets yeah. one could it be a Muppets movie is more pertinent than could rock, could the Rock be in it? But we'll, we'll see when we get to that. I do want to point out though, um, when I first heard that message, the first thing I thought was, well, they are. 
she's make the the lady who made that left that message is talking about turning a disaster into a Muppet song and dance movie because it's a hundred years ago. But I, mm. I was thinking, well, you wouldn't say that if it was a nine eleven film, and you wouldn't say it if it was like the Hillsborough disaster or something like that. Very good. Oh, point. we're going to do a film about the Hillsborough disaster. Who's doing it? Jimmy McGovern. Nah, the Muppets. We're putting a few songs in. <laughs> Perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I think it might have been a bit of a bad taste suggestion, but I like it. <laughs> All right, let's get on with today's film. Forrest Gump is a 1994 epic fantasy romance comedy drama. Ticks a lot of boxes. Tom Hanks is at his very best in the title role as a simple man who, through no fault of his own, manages to accidentally shape history whilst meeting some of the 20th century's most iconic figures. All right, guys, here we go then with episode number three of Fantasy Reboot, Forrest Gump. Have you watched it recently? Very recently for me. Yep, last night. Uh, thoughts on the film. It came out in what, 1994? Yep. Originally, I am almost over watching it because I've seen it that many times and absolutely love it. It's a solid 10 out of 10 for me, this film. It's a great film. And I know it line for line. Do and I don't know when the last time I saw it was before this, but I, I think I know it so well now that I don't want to overdo it. You know. So for me, revisiting it, I think it's maybe 10 years since I've watched it. Right. There were so many... I mean, you call them Easter eggs, but they weren't because they're historical bits that I've now learnt about that I maybe didn't really know about when I was early 20s or probably the first time when I was in my teens. But I remember our family loving it. There's just something for everyone in this film. Again, Leo, for you, it's a good nine years, I think, before you were born that this film came out, which is crazy to think. What are your thoughts on it? I think it still holds up really well. It's like definitely one of the best films ever made. Uh, I think... Because I've watched it so many times, I, I'm starting to view it as a bit cheesy. Like there's times when it gets a bit too uh, a bit schmaltzy. Schmaltzy, yeah. Mm. Laura, what I found when I watched it yesterday was that I saw things I haven't seen in the film before. I, I think it's one of those films that, like, we noticed the book that he was reading at the beginning of the film, which I'd, I'd not noticed yeah. before. You know, things like that. So yeah, it's. What was the book? Tell me. Curious George. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. And that's the book that his mum reads to him. Yeah. 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 And he gives it to his son at the end. Yes. I really laughed at it yesterday when we watched it. I found it funny this time. And you cried. Cried a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Even though I knew what was coming. You'd forgotten, right, Laura? Oh, I don't know how I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot the ending. Really? There's a good few deaths in it that come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. There's little bits as well, um, like the, I hadn't noticed his, you know, the cut out of the table tennis advert that he's got where he's holding up the bat that they've given yeah. him and he's pulled a really stupid face on it and, and I hadn't noticed that until <laughs> the last time I watched it. Well, that made me laugh. that is one of my facts. So let's get oh. in. I, I know that fact. To Forrest Gump facts. Here we go. First fact being what you've just said, Rog, every photograph of Forrest Gump in the film, he's got his eyes closed. <laughs> yeah. Which right. I thought was invented by Spaced, the TV show, Simon Pegg and <gasps> right. uh, Jessica Hines. They, every time she was in a photo when they first meet at the beginning, she's got her eyes closed in all the travel photos and everything. And I thought, Pike, that's clever. That's so good. And now I'm thinking... They nicked it. Did they nick it from Forrest Gump? Must yeah, have maybe. Great idea. Must have done. There is an actual real Bubba Gump shrimp chain now. Yeah. That came from the film. Still doing well. Yeah, and... Chris Pratt was working as a waiter in the Bubba Gump restaurant and someone said to him, 
do you want to act? And he was like, yeah. So that's how he got his break. On the Bubba Gump shrimp chain, Bubba actually names 21 ways you can prepare what he calls the fruit of the sea. Only 21? Shrimp. Yeah, it's only 21. Should we go through them? No. <laughs> I only just watched the film. I don't need to hear it again. It is great, though. That is so funny. I bet they creased up when they were when they're in the toilet. Do you remember Alec Guinness? Um Barely got paid for Star Wars and, yep. in, and chose to take a percentage and ended up creaming how much he earned off that. Tom Hanks did the same. He didn't get paid for Forrest Gump. What a call. Instead, taking percentage points on the film. Well, he had to actually put some money towards it because yeah. they were running out of money. Wow. Apparently, has netted him in the region of $40 million. <sighs> nice. Gutsy move, though. Wouldn't yeah. mind a bit of that. really believe the film to go for that. You've got to wonder how much of that went to his brother, Jim Hanks. Do you know this fact, guys? Yeah. Jim yeah. Hanks did the running scenes yeah. for Tom. Yeah. That's nice work, having a run double. I want to go and watch it again now, just so I can watch the running scenes. Yeah. And tangential fact, Jim Hanks is the voice of the toy of Woody that you can buy. Really? Yeah. So it's, Tom it's is not Tom. Tom is giving him a little bit of a palming off a bit of work to his brother. That's nice, isn't it? It's, it's, when it's you got, can... He has got money to share, though, hasn't of he? Of course. Uh, Kurt Russell was um, Elvis Presley in the film. He did the voice of Elvis Presley, and he played Elvis Presley himself in 1979 in the Elvis film, the biopic, which he was brilliant. If I don't know if you've ever seen it, I'm a big Elvis fan, and he is absolutely brilliant as Elvis Presley, oh. as a young Elvis Presley. Totally nails it. But I only found that out. This weekend, I didn't know that previously. Yeah, the director Robert Zemeckis is one of the greatest directors ever. Made Back to the Future, Polar Express, Castaway. So we've done two Robert Zemeckis films accidentally. We have, and what's great about him is in Back to the Future, I mentioned it like he only used thirty-two special effects, visual effects, but he's quite a pioneer. Like the Polar Express, for instance, yeah. was all motion capture, one of the first ones. In this. He used a lot of chroma key and compositing to put Forrest Gump into those historical scenes. It's really successful. Yeah. I think it's it's, it's incredible how well he does that. But um, Lieutenant Dang's legs, obviously, they had to be painted out. I don't I think you can see the join. That. I've got to tell you, that still blows my mind. You can't I, when, see the joins. When really I saw good. that at cinema, because I love, I, he's always been one of my favourite actors as well, yeah. Gary Sinise. Yeah. And I was watching it thinking, because you do look how back and think, oh. Not quite as good as it used to look that. Not with that. Still can't not see in that it. case. I think one of the best scenes is the, the Washington um, Lincoln reflection pool, where they've filled it with that uh, war, anti war oh, protest. Yeah. Right. It's only 1,500 actors used for that. They shot it over two days and they just moved them along and they yes. filled the side of the pool. It's really cool. I was looking for the join. Yep. When Again, I was watching it. Can't see the join. I love it when they work that hard. And of course, the white feather. That's all. The white yeah. feather's great, isn't it? Nice touch. Mm. <laughs> it had me gulping at the end of the film. Yep. Not sexy gulping, like watching dirty <laughs> films with your mum and dad. <laughs> Sad gulping. I've got one last fact. Tom Hanks modelled his accent for Forrest on the young Forrest. On Little Forrest. Yeah, yeah. which... The little boy had such a strong accent, but it was so cute. Yeah. Little Forest is so good in that film. So good. Yeah. Have you got the also rans? Has anybody got the list of all? I've got some of the also rans for this. Bill Murray, John Travolta, and Chevy Chase turned down the role of Forrest Gump. Travolta later admitted passing on the role was a big mistake. I bet he did. <laughs> uh, Bill Paxton was one of the first choices, uh, but the studio demanded somebody with more star power. And Winston Groom, the author of the novel Forrest Gump, uh, always thought John Goodman oh, yeah. from Roseanne would have been uh, yeah. his Forrest Gump. Tupac auditioned for Bubba and uh, Dave Chappelle turned the role down. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
Dave Chappelle would have been good. He would, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. I can't. Tupac as Bubba would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> and and Ice Cube. Ice Cube, Cube as well. Well. Ice Cube. Ice Cube was considered for it. Yeah. Mm. For Jenny, Jodie Foster, Nicole Kidman, and Demi Moore all turned down the role. Yeah. Right. And uh, and I've got <clears throat> Lieutenant Dan, Joe Pesci. I'd have loved to seen that. I love Joe Pesci. Little angry man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great bunch of facts, guys. I think we'd better get on with it. We're going to move into our first character. Bubba was Forrest Gump's best friend during the Vietnam War, and he's obsessed with shrimp. He asked Forrest to go in the shrimping business with him, but, spoiler alert, gets killed. Forrest keeps his promise to Bubba and starts the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Thank you very much to Betsy Pearl, the voiceover girl there. Uh, We're talking about Bubba, of course. I love the way Betsy Pearl says Bubba, by the way. Bubba. I'm going to ask her to say it. (laughs) So this is how this works. If you've not heard our podcast before, we're going to go around the room and say our names. Then we're going to get into the discussion. So we'll start with Leo. Daniel Kaluuya. I thought I considered him. Roger. David Oyelowo. Good. I went for Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson was uh, one of the longest running presenters on Saturday Night Live. And he was in Keenan and Cal. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the 90s. Okay, okay, of course. And I went for Kevin Hart. Oh. Great okay. suggestions. Right, let's get into it on our actors. I don't think there's a single actor on that list who couldn't do it. No, it's an interesting one. Rogers was my second choice. Really? Yes. Uh, David, how would you say it, David? Oya Lowell. Uh, Oya Lowell was my second choice. Yeah. And I've picked him because he's played Martin Luther King. And what happened to Mike L.T. Williamson? after this role was that people assumed he had a speech impediment and that that was his, you know, that's physically how he was. And he struggled to get roles after this. So I think you need somebody, which we've all picked, to be honest, who can kind of transcend the role, but just make it their own. So that's why I went with David Oyelowo. And it's strange because Bubba is not actually in it for that long. No, he's not. And he's a caricature almost, you know, there's the lip thing. Yeah, that was a prosthetic lip in the film. So he had big gums. Yeah. That was his explanation for it. Yeah. I ruled out Kevin Hart. Yeah. I know that's your choice, but I thought him because he's kind of go-to funny. Oh, really? But I think he's kind of, he's quite small and manic. And I see Bubba as a bit more, a bit larger and slow moving. As I said, I used to, I, I, in my mind, I, I remembered him being a lot bigger than he is, but he's still kind of a, a big boned guy. Yeah. And Kevin Hart to me is a bit more waspish, a bit. I think that's why I picked him almost because I, like I said, Roger's choice, David Oyelowo, I, I'd considered, but then actually thought perhaps he was too serious of an actor. Um, I also... I thought that about Daniel uh, Daniel Kaloya. Yeah, and I, I, I also, con- I I also considered I, I him, actually, him. for the same reason I dismissed him. So I was actually looking for somebody who was a bit more lighthearted. That's why I then changed my direction and went for Kevin Hart. And I thought, do you know what? I think he's probably not taken seriously as an actor. You know, he's in films like Jumanji, which... Mm. So I thought he'll step up to the role as well. I, I don't think Kevin Hart would work because he's, he's Kevin Hart and everything. He's just like this short, angry man. That's that, that's all he can do. And yeah, I agree. He, he, and he's not, like a, he's not like cuddly enough. Like you want to cuddle Bubba. You don't want to cuddle Kevin Hart. You don't think Kevin Hart's cuddly? No. He, he's got that little... I mean, he's, I'll tell you what he's like. He's like one of them handbag dogs. <laughs> you know the little dogs that you know them little dogs that alias women have that are cute but snappy and all that. I, I think I'd give what, him a cuddle. 
I think he's <laughs> not I, many I, of you. I think he's too unlikable. I feel like you're all already ruling me out. So right, well, Leo, well, from that list, is there anybody who would want to cuddle in the role of Bubba? Maybe Keenan Thompson. I mean, look, I think I, th- I think Daniel Kaluuya can do comedy, and he and he, he definitely has Psychoville. Is yeah, it, is that is that what it's called? He's fantastic in that. I can't see. I don't know. And he's got range. He's a good actor. He's he's one of the best uh, young actors around, really. I think anybody on that list could play this role. Absolutely. But if I had to choose, uh, Kevin Hart's the lowest on the list. Okay. I just counted him. I want you to sell Keenan Thompson to me then, because I... I mean, he's been doing comedy roles since the early 90s. He's he's the longest serving member on Saturday Night Live. And he's just a funny guy. Does a lot of different, as they do on Saturday Night Live, plays a lot of different characters. So would be able to do this character within an hour of getting the part. So let's go around the room and have a vote. Remember, you can't vote for your own. Leo. Keenan Thompson. Roger. I'm tired, but I'm going to go Keenan Thompson. I would have said Daniel Kaluuya. Laura. David Oyelowo. So Keenan Thompson gets it. I'm off to a flyer. <laughs> we have cast our first part. And remember, if you want to leave us a message on this, if you think there's an actor who could play it better or you've got a different choice, you can leave us a voicemail. Send us a voice note. Fantasyreboot at gmail.com. Let us know on Twitter at fantasyreboot. Decision made. Mm. Good one. Fantasy Reboot Podcast. All right. We're talking about our second character. Let's do this. Mrs Gump is Forrest Gump's mother and lone parent. She is the one who told him life is like a box of chocolates and would go to any lengths to make sure her son got into the right school and did well. Yes, she did, didn't she? She um, had relations with the headmaster. Yeah, very important character point. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Uh, Played originally then by Sally Field. We were just talking about that young Sally Field well, Laura looks like young Sally Field. And let's keep saying young. Let's reiterate that because <laughs> nobody wants to get into trouble on this podcast. She was absolutely fantastic at it. Yeah, she was She's the same age as Tom Hanks uh, when they've played father and uh, yeah. mother and son. Fantasy reboot fact check. Sally Field was 10 years older than Tom Hanks and still is. End of fact check. Let's go around the room to his actors. We're going to start with you, Roger. There is only one. It's got to be Olivia Coleman. Oh! oh. oh. Do you know what? No. This, what's great about this is, I don't know about you, but I slave over this. Yeah, totally, and totally. Some of them just don't come to me. No. So when I hear your suggestions, I love it. Yeah, that's Olivia good. Coleman. I have gone for another Brit, Emma Thompson. Oh. Dame Emma Thompson. <laughs> okay, I, Laura. I had a list of five, which I'm not going to go through the list, but I had a list of five. Then when we watched the film... I scrapped my list. There was only one actress jumping out within seconds of seeing her, Reese Witherspoon. Very good. I think I considered Reese. Uh, Leo. I think my answer is quite weak comparing to the rest. I'm going to say Julia Roberts. I don't know. She's very versatile. She's very good. But to quote you, Leo, does she always just play Julia Roberts? (laughs) (laughs) Well, four absolutely amazing actresses or actors. I think that's, I don't know if it's sexist. I'm going to call them actresses. You know, good on you. Just go what for I it. say. You do you. Know. you. <laughs> Fair dues. All absolutely brilliant. Have <sighs> they all won Oscars apart from Reese Witherspoon? Has Reese Witherspoon well, won one now? From the list, then she's been nominated. I don't yeah. know if she's won. I think all of these actresses are brilliant. Yeah. I'd... However, not all of them are 
the role. Mrs. Gump. Yeah. Now you've got to remember here, Sally Field has got a bit of that accent already. So we have to talk about the accent because it's an Alabama yeah. accent, Southern States accent. Uh, going down the list there, of course, we've got two Brits in the list. I don't know if I've ever seen Olivia Coleman do American. Has she been uh, in anything where she's done American? I'm sure I've seen I'm sure she has, but I... And I love her. I love Hands her. down, love her to bits. I just can't see her in this role. I really can't. She's I played can. the mum role, Fleabag. Yeah, uh, exactly. Great. Victoria, she's got... The thing is, she's very good at layers. And what I love about Olivia Coleman is she's got a glint in her eye. Big time. And whilst Mrs. Gump is fiercely determined to raise her son right, she's also fiercely determined to do what it takes to make sure that happens. And yeah. I think Olivia Coleman has just got that in spades. And so has, I, I would say, so has Emma Thompson and Reese Witherspoon, though. I have seen Reese Witherspoon pre- pretty much play this character so many oh, times. she's a different kind no, of No, 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 no. That, that she's scene where she's walking mom. down the street and she says to them, what are you looking at? Like, you know, get on with, you, get on with your lives or whatever. That is Reese Witherspoon. She plays that character. She is forceful for her kids. She's even done that accent before. Well, she has that accent. Yeah. She's got a very similar accent. So accent-wise, she's closest. I will argue the point for Emma Thompson because she's played every age. She can do old. She can do young. She's done the prosthetics in Nanny McPhee. She has played American God knows how many times. She's one of the most solid, dependable actresses. And... She looks different. She's a chameleon. She looks different in every film she is. She's in. She can play any role. So, in a way, I'm cheating because she's by far the best on the list. No, no, no. I don't. I don't no, agree. No, I don't no, agree. No. I think. And do you know what I think about her? She's too tall, and I think she can't play that. She was good as the mum in Last Christmas. I mean, the film was bad, but she directed. Some... She wrote and directed that. As well, mm. didn't she. I can't see Reese Witherspoon. She's too like modern. Uh, spoil American mum. She's done that a lot, yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I watched that film yesterday and I had all these other people in mind and then down walking down the street, I just thought, that is that is Reese Witherspoon right there. That's what Reese Witherspoon does so well. And she's kind of a modern Sally Field, actually. She's She's like a kind of younger version. And, and, and there's a she's bit of that there. shown herself recently. She's done a lot of work recently and she is a brilliant actress. Nobody's saying much about Julia Roberts, Leo. Do you want to argue? About, I mean, you I mean, even delivered uh, it quite sadly. <laughs> she she can be knocked out. I mean, I'm sure she could play it well, but I think the rest are much better. She would do a good job, but definitely bottom of the list. Will it be a big mistake huge <laughs> getting rid of Julia <laughs> yeah, Roberts? Yeah. That's from a film. If you're listening to a podcast, that's from a film. The way Olivia Coleman snaps at people... She just shows that she can play the she can do everything. fierce mother. Oh, I just love her. I think she's great. She's she can play ditzy. She can play brassy. Yeah. Cutesy. She can do a lot. But against Reese Witherspoon for this role, I think Reese would suit this role so much more than Olivia. And I love Olivia, but I think Reese has got an edge on her. Are we going to go with our hearts and say out of the list who we'd love to see play the part? Yeah. There's a person you think could do it and who you'd love to see. If you if you sat down for a reboot of Forrest Gump, which is what we're doing, making reboots, Yeah, and one of these actresses popped up as Mrs. Gump, which one would make you go, nice one? Let's go around the room. Who went first? Roger, you can't vote for your own. Who are you picking? This is a hard vote. It is a hard vote. I don't think Emma Thompson would be as good as Reese Witherspoon. I'm going Reese Witherspoon. I am going to go for 
I love all four of these actresses. Yeah, they're great. And I feel like they're never going to hear this podcast, but I feel like I'm letting them down. <laughs> but also I think you love the character as well. I think that's mm. maybe part of it. You know, that was for me. I'll tell you what, if I ever meet any of the other three or they do hear this, I actually love you more than the other one, I'm going to say. But I love her as well. I'm going to pick Reese Witherspoon. <gasps> so that's two for Witherspoon. Laura, you got she's yours, no, no, so you no, can't know, vote for her. And I, I didn't expect you to go that way. Out of the remaining ones, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, I was going to say Olivia Coleman. <gasps> so we've got two for Reese with a spoon, two for Olivia Coleman. Emma Thompson, mine's gone. Leo's gone with Julia Roberts. Right, we need to make a call on this. So let's go round the room again. I am going to change my mind and say Olivia Coleman. Laura. Uh, yeah, Reese. Leo. Olivia Coleman. And I'm, I'm going Olivia Coleman. Uh, it was. A, I mean, it was a big oh, battle. It happened again. It went to the full twelve rounds. Did our Mrs. Gump. Is the fabulous Olivia Coleman? Sorry to the other three girls, I love you all. Fancy Reboot Podcast. Finding it hard today, I'm finding it's really hard. I changed Lieutenant Dan so many times yeah, as well. Lieutenant this Dan is Dan not good. <laughs> this is hard. But I think it could have been many, a few guys. Do you know what? I went straight in. I went straight in. And on that note, let's get to our next character. Lieutenant Dan is Forrest Gump's platoon leader in Vietnam. He fully expected to die in battle, as it was a family tradition. But he is saved by Forrest, something he is very angry about. But later, he becomes Forrest's business partner and best friend. Well, <laughs> we're going to need a minute. Platoon leader. I should say that Betsy does all of this. Betsy Pearl, our voiceover girl, does all of this in one take. We don't mess about. She's brilliant. And she's not heard a lot of the words, you know, so when she read it, platoon leader. <laughs> we should do that in November. Platoon. So just so that we can have a scene. <laughs> platoon the whole way through. So Lieutenant Dan, uh, Lieutenant Dan Walker, played by Gary Sinise, who, again, is one of these actors for me, who does angry so well, yeah. but he's also, he's got one of the most sympathetic faces. I absolutely love this guy. I really love him. Yeah. So a really difficult one to recast. So let's go around the room. It's me to start. Oh, I don't want to start this one. I have gone for Matthew McConaughey. Oh. Laura. I've gone for James Franco. Mm. Mm. Leo. I've gone for Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Ooh. I've gone for Adam Driver. Well, I'll tell you what, what a spread. This is a good film, isn't it? And I don't know about on your turn, but when I said Matthew McConaughey there, I tried not to look at any of you for a repeat. And it's just waiting for somebody to say it. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Serious curveballs here. Round the room straight off the bat. Again, great actors. He's a lieutenant. He's a platoon leader. Platoon leader. In Vietnam. So he's kind of a tough guy. When he first comes in, he's a cigar-chomping tough guy. Does that fit with everybody on that list? Anybody? I think the thing about Lieutenant Dan is that, in my mind, I thought, bad guy. And initially, again, I was looking for people to play a bad guy. But then, watching it, he's got quite a soft face. And obviously, he plays bad guy that turns good. So We've got four nice faces there. He's very vulnerable in it as well, isn't he? Yeah. Toward, yeah. You know, the second half of his character, the mm. second act, if you want. And his second half of his character, he's kind of playing, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Ron. Born on the 4th of July. Fantasy reboot fact check. 
Born of the 4th of July is based on the life of Vietnam veteran, Ron Kovich. End of fact check. Are we discounting anybody on that list? For me, Matthew McConaughey doesn't fit. I would say Matthew McConaughey as well. Yeah. Doesn't fit? Yeah, not that he doesn't fit, just that he doesn't fit as much as the other three. And well, I do, what I'm have a you big, not seen I'm, him I'm do? I'm a big Matthew McConaughey fan. No, I just think he's maybe... I think he's got the right accent for it. Played sort of characters like this. I can see him, you know, with the long hair and being depressed and everything, but I can't see him as the lighter. I don't think Lieutenant Dan is playing it for laughs that much in the film. Where's the comedy bit from Lieutenant Dan? Well, Unless you're counting falling out of his wheelchair, which makes you a sick puppy, <laughs> Laura. Um, he doesn't really get into the comedy that much. And as a sympathetic actor, Interstellar. I just think he's got it. I'm amazed he's going to get discounted this early on. I think historically, Matthew McConaughey's probably too old for the Vietnam um, lieutenant compared to the age of the guys that were enrolled for that war. Because he's in his 40s now, McConaughey? Yeah. Probably, yeah. But he's a platoon leader. He's been... He's, he's a lieutenant, yeah. He's, he's the platoon leader, but they were all young guys. You but know, I wouldn't have looked at... There were teenagers with a footman, yeah. and then mid-20s with the lieutenants, because they, they were just going to villages and towns and saying, right, you're in Vietnam. Mm. Gary Sinise looked like you were in his 40s to me when he were playing this role. Uh, I don't know, mid-30s, I think. I think. He didn't look much older than Tom Hanks. To no, me. he didn't. So are we discounting Matthew McConaughey? Am I out? I like Matthew McConaughey a lot, but I don't. Not what I asked you. Role. Yes, he's out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am absolutely gutted. Right, so he's gone. We're down to Jake Gyllenhaal, Adam Driver, and James Franco. James Franco is a great call. I can just see him doing that scatty. You know, I just and yeah. I, I think all three of them, like Jake Gyllenhaal, I've seen him play a soldier in Jarhead. And he's, yeah. he's played a policeman in, I can't remember what the film was. So was he can it play Source Code, where he was kind of a special ops. Yeah, yeah. That he was well. a, uh, so he can do the tough war veteran. Yeah. And you can sympathise with him. He is a likeable guy. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I love out of the three of them. Adam Driver as well, though. At the, yeah. end of the, le- at the end of the Star Wars, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, really tugs the heartstrings. Yeah, and the um, the marriage story, the recent yeah, one? Yeah, marriage story. He, he's he got that presence of, I shouldn't like this guy, but I sympathise with him in that role. You know, his wife's leading him along a path, and it's just it's it's a tough role to play, and he does it really well. I love Adam Driver, but I don't know if he's got a soft enough face for this. He's got quite, oh. quite a hard face. Yeah. and but, oh, I mean, but he's good at playing. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's a, because when he was in Girls... Oh, yeah. He's got a real standout. He's got a really unique face. Oh, no, he has a unique face. It's like it's carved out of stone, his face. And I wondered where he was going to go after that because he's so good in it, but he's not what you call traditionally. But he's one of them guys who, through his acting, his acting makes him look great. Mm. His character wins you all. It's expressive. I I think he's one of the best actors around. On the scene. Especially in Marriage Story. Okay, so... But James Franco, I think, is going to has got the edge for this particular role because I think you can see James Franco drunk. I don't know if I can sympathise with James Franco. Really? Out of all of them. And that comes down to knowing, because when you watch a film, of course, you know the actor for the most part. And Gary Sinise has played a lot of roles like this where there is something about him that's really sympathetic and things like that. So when you see him as Lieutenant Dan and he's, he loses his legs and he's, you know, his life starts going down the pan and everything... And then when he comes back at the end with his titanium legs, mm-hmm. your heart fills up because you can see he's got that expression when he meets Jenny for the first time. And whilst everybody on that list is cool, James Franco is 
mega cool in real life, isn't he? And you kind of... That's your preconceived yeah. opinion of him. It's hard he to is. see him. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think he can Good totally point. play sympathetic. Right, Matthew McConaughey's out the running, as we said. Let's do a round the room and pick our favourite. I'm going to vote for... It's a toss-up between Gyllenhaal and Driver. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go oh, for Adam no. Driver. Laura, who are you going to vote for out of the three that are remaining? <laughs> um, Jake Gyllenhaal. I'll go for Adam Driver. James Franco. So do we have a winner? Adam Driver. Adam Driver, yeah. Adam Driver is our Lieutenant Dan. Congratulations to Roger. Um, I would have never have picked him, and I love the idea. Well done. And we were talking about this after watching the film yesterday. You said that you never thought Robin Wright was the right casting yeah, for Jenny. Yeah, I don't Jenny. think they, she was correctly cast in the first place. And I, I, I don't very often get that. But that this is one of those films where I felt like I've never felt like she was right for the role. I really like her, but I don't know. Maybe I agree with you a little bit there. So did they get the casting right in the actual film, guys? What do you think? I prefer Robin right now. I didn't like. I didn't like the character yeah. of Jenny in yeah. in the first. Yeah, film. I, think I mean, she, but you maybe you're not meant to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, think no, she are. is yeah. unlikable. But I don't know if that's her or the way the film's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. We are, of course, talking about character number four. Jenny is Forrest Gump's true, but also unrequited, love for most of the film. She lives a wild life, which unfortunately she ends up paying for. But she's also the mother of Forrest's son, Forrest Jr. Thank you very much to Betsy Pearl there. So, the character of Jenny, I really didn't get along with when I first saw it at the pictures because I've got that thing of you guys will poo poo this but I try and be morally upstanding (laughs) I just feel like she just did what she wanted to do throughout the film now when I watched this in 1994 I just thought you've got this guy that loves you to bits and you're off living your life yeah more recently quite a bit she does well I don't know if betrays what she does because when I think about it in modern times hashtag girl power I feel like, well, she's not letting a man rule her life. She's been abused as a child and is now, yes, maybe going down the wrong tracks now and then, but making her own decisions. She's finding herself in bad situations. She does tease him a bit, though. She she picks him up and drops him yeah. at her yeah. will, really. She, like, after not seeing him for years, she'll just see him for, like, five minutes and then go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we watched it, um, my wife noticed that she turns up after he's made the million. Well, I thought that. I didn't gets up the, the first time. Yeah. And uh, which you wouldn't get that these days. You, I don't think they'd write that into a character yeah. these days. Well, there's parts of this film that are complicated like that, but that's yeah. what that's how my sensibilities have changed over the years. I, looking at it from being a guy, thinking, "God, she just walked all the way away, putting up with you know what I mean," and watching it now, seeing what she went through and things like that. It's a really interesting character, Jenny. Mm. Can we just do a round the room and can we also Jenny in Forrest Gump's voice? Can we all have a go at it? Roger? Jenny. <laughs> Leo? Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Laura? Hello, Jenny. <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? That's what I imagine um, the big guy out of uh, Mice and Men to sound like. <laughs> Jenny. He? He's not even American. It was. 
was I it, can't do that. She's put me off because she sounds more like an English. Birmingham. Am I going Birmingham? Yeah, a bit. Jenna. Jenny. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast while you're jogging, aren't these the most annoying bits in podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're angry running already. Yeah, but now everyone's going to be trying it. They're going to. Okay, Jenny. Oh, I can't do it now. So, Robin Wright, of course, played Jenny originally. We're looking for a new Jenny. Laura, it's your first. Who are you going to go for? Okay, I'm going to kick it off with Brie Larson. I'm going to say Brie Larson. Roger. Olivia Wilde. I've gone for Jennifer Lawrence, who I know there's not a lot of love for in this room, but as we've already said, I can say this now because we've just had the double, of course. I think Robin Wright is quite hard and little bit unlikable in that mm-hmm. film and jennifer lawrence a bit like that i almost considered her oh you could have saved me you could have I kept could me have, in this i could have and I, I can totally see jennifer lawrence doing it yeah, totally it. she's very similar to olivia wilde in that she kind of she gets these roles where she's kind of unobtainable and everyone in their life has had like the man or the woman that they they dream about being with but you know in the back of your mind she's just all wrong for me mm. and olivia wilde's good at those characters and so is jennifer lawrence mm-hmm. and i think that's that's kind of what Jenny is. I think that's how they'd rewrite Jenny now. She's off trying new things. She's coming back and telling you about all these people that she's met and these gangs that she's part of. And you just think, yeah, you're a bad egg. But wow, I really love you. We're all in agreement that actually somebody we don't particularly like... Should get the role. Yeah. And I don't feel like that about Brie Larson. I like Brie Larson. I, 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 don't, I don't like Brie Larson. Especially, no way! Especially in Captain Marvel. She has Whoa. no charisma... But you're talking about her in a film that I've not seen in a superhero film, but in The Room. Is it called Room? Room, it's called Room, yeah. yeah. Which she won the Oscar for. Yeah. I think Captain Marvel's meant to be a bit like... Yeah, exactly, that's what I mean. She's like, I I can't get involved with each individual planet that I'm trying to save. She's like a doctor. And if you saw some... for the universe. ...interviews with Brie Larson, she is quite bratty. You actually said that she's becoming one of those um, actresses that people are disliking. Which is why we're all out with Jennifer Lawrence yeah. pretty much, isn't it? She's, she was overexposed, yeah. tripped up too many times for me yes. on her way to collect numerous awards. But as an actress, American Hustle, I absolutely loved her in. Oh, she's brilliant. Is it Mother, the uh, yeah. Aronofsky Ooh, one? Yeah. Can turn around to a bit of everything and has a bit of a snarkiness about her that I could see her playing that role. Well, I can actually see all three of these people. Yeah. But least of all Brie Larson for me, but then, then maybe my exposure to her, I can't think of what else I've seen her in apart from Room. And she seemed too nice in that. She's the ex-girlfriend in Scott Pilgrim. so And she's meant to be this horrible woman in that as well. See, I remember the film and I remember the character, but I can't remember Brie Larson being that role. But you're right. The ex-girlfriend is a massive yeah, element yeah. of this character. I, Jenny. Olivia Wilde, I don't yeah. know how old she is, but she's got quite an old looking face yeah. I don't, I don't know face. if maybe she actually yeah, she has seems got like face. she's going to be too old compared to Forrest she, she's early 30s I checked she's really? 34 yeah oh she seems um, quite a bit but she seems a bit older than that but I think that is what gives her that thing like Jennifer Lawrence has got which is like the I call it a worldie but that means something else but the person who seems to have always done something you're talking about mm. Mm. Oh, you, you're thinking about going on a gap year to Thailand yeah I did that when I was 16 which yeah, is yeah. one of those people which makes her I think seem older which is why I thought she was good, but it's immaterial. Yes. It doesn't matter. Well, Leo and Laura say cheese because Brie Larson 
<laughs> is the winner. <laughs> I can and bear cheese. it. Spreeze of cheese, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. I miss mine. Hard cheddar. Oh, that was good. Oh, what did you say? I said I can and bear it. Good. Oh, <laughs> wasted. I think it came after the cut. <laughs> Reboot podcast. This is one of them where it's like no one else could play this part, so how do you pick somebody else? Let's do it. Let's pick the leading man. Forrest Gump is a very nice but simple man who just goes with the flow and finds himself in extraordinary moments of cultural significance. He narrates the entire film from a bus stop bench to anyone who will listen. Thank you very much, Betsy Pearl. And again, I keep reiterating this, but if you do want to get in touch with the podcast, you can email us fantasyreboot at gmail.com and at fantasyreboot on Twitter. Love to hear from you on anything we're talking about, any suggestions you've got, any films you'd like to hear us do. We're always up for that. Uh, so our final characters today, one of the most iconic film roles, I think, of all time. Yeah. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Played mm-hmm. to a T by Tom Hanks. Practically impossible to recast, but recast, we must. Are there yes. two people in this room who, like, adore Tom Hanks? Oh, or I, are there more people? I'm, I, I'm I love him. I, I like. I would watch him in anything. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's the greatest actor. 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 Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Oh yeah. yeah. Are we all no, saying that the I greatest actor know, of a generation? I know, I know Laura and I have had that conversation, but I didn't know if you two guys were on the same page. And it he's makes it even harder. He's done everything. Yeah. And somehow remained a good guy. In real life, it seems. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing I don't like about this guy. And I think he's only recently just started to age or to start to look at yeah. him. We I said think that. he could have played yes. it up until maybe five yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Now he's a granddad. Yeah. He'd be yeah. a good granddad. He's looked like young Tom Hanks yeah. from Forrest Gump for so long. Yeah. And then it's only, like you say, just recently, just yeah. suddenly. In a reboot, let me ask you this question. Could they in a reboot have him as Forrest Gump's dad and not have the mum in it so he's a single father? Very modern. Oh, let's wow. face it. Too many women in everything, anyway. Was that Forrest Gump <laughs> 2? Or is that him as... No, the... remake of this. Wow. Yeah, it's worth thinking about. Controversial. You know. I don't think he Hey, fathers for justice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to go around the room, and it's back to you, Leo. You're going first. Who's playing Forrest Gump? I'm going to go with Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Already been said, of course, for Lieutenant Dan by Roger earlier on. Roger, who are you going for? I'm going to go for Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Already said by Leo for Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> madness, pure madness. I've gone for Eddie Redmayne. Very good. I have gone for Eddie Redmayne. High five. Yes. There's only one that can play it. That he is the only one. So some absolutely shocked reactions around the room there. <laughs> I mean, two actors who've already popped up on this board. So let's speak to you guys first. Leo, why Adam Driver as Forrest Gump? He has played the country American bumpkin several times. He's he's so likable. He could replace Tom Hanks. He, he he's that good, really. He's he's got a soft face. You ah oh. he does. You want to hug Adam Driver? He's, he's you, not. You want to hug Adam Driver? <laughs> he's a great actor. I I totally agree with you there. He is a great actor, but I can't see him as Forrest. And he's a total simple man as well. Do you know, I mean, thinking about it, and he did cross my mind for this part, it was really difficult to narrow down actors for this. And I did think about him. And I just thought, he's played hard as many times as he's played soft, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, Roger, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Look, I think the thing is, going into this decision, I thought back to the first time I watched Forrest Gump and I didn't realise 
how significant a character Forrest Gump would become to film fans, to film in general. And I tried to find somebody like Tom Hanks who has done everything. And what I love about Jake Gyllenhaal is in one film, he's Nightcrawler, gaunt, completely cast out outsider. In another film, like Southpaw, he's bulked up and he's this heavyweight champion who then loses everything and you just love him. And so when you look at what they do with the uh, dropping Forrest Gump into all these um, into all these roles, you know, he's been in Vietnam, he's Olympic table tennis champion and all that sort of stuff. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal has got the chops to make it his and for you to see past the fact that he's replacing Tom Hanks. That's why I went Jake Gyllenhaal. And Donnie Darko, I mean, he's just, he's really good at just odd characters. He's yeah. very good at odd, but odd not. Oh, yeah, I don't not, think Forrest not, is odd. I think Forrest is just pure nice, but, 100% nice through to the bone. I, I mean, odd as in there's no other character yeah, like no, it. No, that I didn't I understand. mean odd as in strange. And also the park bench scene is pure theatre mm. in the sense that it's a monologue, basically. And Jake Gyllenhaal just nails it. Yeah, I, I, I thought about both of them. Yeah, I genuinely did. I don't know if I'd buy it seeing either of them on that park bench. And I'll tell you for why. Because if you saw Eddie Redmayne on that park bench... Oh, my God. I, I don't know if you guys think this looking at that list now, but for me, Eddie Redmayne is almost like this generation's Tom Hanks. I had he no other name. amazing. You know he's my favourite actor. I, I, can't, I adore can't. Eddie Redmayne. He literally... He is an outstanding actor, and I, I just literally could not see past him doing it. And I was so excited because he's my favourite actor, and I love Tom Hanks, and I just thought, this is the one I wanted to win! <laughs> Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> we got that. He's... Everything, he's this soft, wispy person. He's not like, he's not simple man. He's too posh boy. Oh, I think he's, I think well, he's that good that he can put himself to yeah, anything. And I, I think, think that's character. He's got quirkiness, which um, the role of Forrest needs, I think. Uh, I can't see Eddie ben, uh, Redmayne running. Yeah, but he'll get his double like like. You're uh, still Tom thinking Hanks about did. the Stephen Hawking film. Yeah. You've got to get past that. That's how good he was. You can't imagine him running. <laughs> you, c- you can't see Eddie Redmayne in a football American football suit. You can see Tom Hanks. You can see Adam Driver. You can see Jake Gyllenhaal. But Tom Hanks point. didn't fit as an American footballer. No, and he was, and that's what makes that scene funny. And if you th- if you think about Eddie Redmayne running, tell me you couldn't see Eddie Redmayne in a remake of Chariots of Fire. He could totally <laughs> be running, posh boy running, which is what Charity Fire said, is. You said about the piece of theatre as well, the, the monologue. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that Eddie Redmayne has that. So uh, Leo is against I mean, it's immaterial, but he's against yeah. it. But Roger, you I, came from outside. What's your thoughts I've, looking at the board? I've got absolutely no problem with Eddie Redmayne getting a double trouble there. I think I, I hadn't even considered him. I hadn't even crossed my mind for him to play it. I wanted an American is, is where, where I think I came from with it. Um but when you two both said him, I thought, well, of course, makes sense. I'm I just so think, happy. <laughs> I just think the other two are too cool. I thought, I, honestly, when I, and what I tried to do with this one, because I'd actually been working out next week's film before this one, and I put so much effort into it, and I thought with this one, take a step back and take a punt, you know. <laughs> so I just started... Uh, <sighs> You know how David Bowie used to write songs in Berlin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. cutting up names on free. I never <laughs> thought you would choose Eddie Redmayne because I, I didn't think you were into him like I am. No, no, I love everything he's done. I absolutely love him. I'm jealous of him because he's so good. But his name never came up. And I'm going through all these names like Driver, Gyllenhaal. All these names are going through my head. And then from somewhere, 
his name came up and I just thought it was instant. There was mm. nobody else for the part for me. Yeah. You I know. must have uh, sent it to you. You've been leaving hints around there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're doing me Eddie in. Darren Brown, you. <laughs> Fantasy Reboot Podcast. Quick run through. Bubba was Keenan Thompson, chosen by me. Forrest Gump's mum, Mrs. Gump, was Olivia Coleman, chosen by Roger. And then Roger got another one for Lieutenant Dan with Adam Driver. Uh, Jenny, Jenny, was Brie <laughs> Larson, chosen by Leo and Laura. And finally, Eddie Redmayne, chosen by me and Laura for the part of Forrest Gump. So Everybody got two, Leo got one. Does that mean you have to buy the drinks, Leo? <laughs> another great week. I've absolutely loved the cast we've picked. And as it's the end of the podcast, it's time to talk about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We do this every week because he's in everything. Could he play the leading man? Uh, so could Dwayne The Rock Johnson in some universe play Forrest Gump? Laura? Well, he wouldn't need to get a, a double to run. I think he probably... He could do the running? Yeah. Um, nah, not for me. Leo? No. No, there's no way. Just bear in mind, guys, that... Every time we do one of these, he's not been offered a single part yet. <laughs> the feature's he, not working. I think he could. I think he could give player. it a stab. Yeah, I think I think uh, the Dwayne and Rock Johnson would certainly put himself forward for this. I think he could do it. Here's where I think, because Leo brings me a lot of trailers to new films. Have you seen the trailer for this? Have you seen the trailer? If Leo came to me and said, they've redone Forrest Gump, have you seen the trailer? And he whacked it on, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson was Forrest Gump. I genuinely think I'd he could probably do it. it. Yeah. I would go and see The Rock as Forrest Gump. Oh, gosh. No, hey, look, it's... I feel like it would be, like, Grease too. It sounds like a fake movie. <laughs> Got to tell you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not getting offered a lot of work in fantasy reboot world. He's, he's the most popular actor in the world. Guys, a fantastic week. Thank you very much, Laura, Leo, Rog. I'm Simon. Get in touch with us, fantasyreboot at gmail.com. Love you. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Fantasy Reboot Podcast with Simon Smedley, Laura Smedley, Roger Pryor, and Leo Kirby. Editing and production by Simon Smedley and Roger Pryor. And music by Simon Smedley. Email us at fantasyreboot at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Reboot for all the latest news, information on where you can get involved, and regular votes so you can have your say on our choices and as your own. Have a great week. Watch some films and fantasize, but not too much. I'll tell you what he's like. He's like one of them handbag dogs. You don't think Kevin Hart's cuddly? No. You want to hug Adam Driver? You want to hug Adam Driver? <laughs>